just relax. And take ourselves a nice hot bubble bath. Hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thigh shit. Post me a pic, finna make me a profit. When the liquor hit, then the bitch get toxic. Why the fuck you in the club? Hey everyone, this is the Lilac Room. I'm M. And it's me, Allie. And today we have a special guest joining us. Want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi everyone. My name is Sid and I'm so happy to be here. Ooh. <coughs> so, <laughs> COVID? <laughs> Omicron, is that you? Um, anyway, um, yeah, let me move to the other side of the couch. Please. Uh, <laughs> today's topic is late to gay. So what does it mean to be late to gay? Not all of us started out as gold star lesbians as social media would have you believe. Some of us have had quite a journey into discovering who we are, what we like, who we like, and why we like those things. So today, we will be discussing that. So, M, what does being late to gay mean to you? It means discovering, like, your sexuality later in life, not, like, your teenage years, not childhood, and just feeling lost. Feeling like you don't really know yourself at all. That's what it means to me. Well, I feel like that's a pretty universal experience in queerness. So I definitely see where you're coming on, coming from. And you, Sid, what does being late to gay mean to you? Um, what does it mean to me? It, yeah, it kind of just means like once you figure out, or once I figured out, like my queerness and figured out kind of like who I was it kind of made things make sense looking back um so it means a lot of things but it mostly means that I gotta relive all those years again (laughs) in different ways so I would venture to say that I knew that I was attracted to other girls and women probably around when I was about four years old from that point. Um, Growing up in the conservative Baptist South, however, I also understood at that point that it wasn't acceptable and that was like a part of myself that I needed to hide and like keep away from people. So for me, being late to gay means coming out of that hiding, choosing to live fully in my truth and choosing to have relationships, friendships and intimate relationships that reflect that and don't like feature just one part of myself or one part of my personality. So of course, if you're late to gay, you had to come out at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So, M, what was it like coming out for you? Well, first, I came out to my friends, and um, it went pretty well. Everyone was super happy for me, but there were some people that were like, you know, what if those feelings you had in the past were just, like, friendly feelings? 
Like, what if you're overanalyzing it? And that made me realize that there's nothing that you have to prove to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no proof that you're gay. Like, don't look for it. (laughs) It's just... Just listen to yourself. That's what I've learned over the years. Just listen to your intuition and know that it's a journey. So I came out to friends first, then family, well, certain family. And um, yeah, I kind of learned that like no one can give you that acceptance except for you. So I've been working on coming out to myself and just accepting that, hey, I'm a little late to the game, but that's okay. About what age did you have this realization? Um, about 22 or 21. Okay, and what about you, Sid? What's your coming out story? Huh, my coming out story. Well, I kind of never really came out. Well, maybe kind of. So I came out because I had a big crush on Angel Hayes. (laughs) 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 And I couldn't hide it anymore. (laughs) Um, So I would have these like obsessions like throughout my life. I've had these obsessions with women and I would just like oh, it's me fangirling. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's me thinking someone's really cool. <laughs> um, and so I was like a big fan of Angel Hayes, like in like 2013, around the time I was like 18, 19. Um, and, um, you know, they, I don't know if you, you all are familiar with them and their music, but they're like, you know, a rapper, a singer, and they're a little more, they're kind of like, they're like gender fluidish, but like on the mass presenting side. And I, Thought they were very attractive, but I was like, you know, I just love what they stand for. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, and then I went to their concert, and then I started feeling things, and I was like, maybe let me look into this some more. <laughs> and I remember that night I went on Tumblr, and I... <laughs> Every gay origin story. <laughs> right? <laughs> that night I went on Tumblr, and then I made a text post, and I was like... Maybe my sexuality is more fluid than I thought. <laughs> I just wrote that on my Tumblr. And um, then I just started saying, okay, let me let me look up, like, things about being queer. Specifically, I went to porn first. <laughs> Trying to see if I would feel anything. I was like, would this make me feel something? And then I was like, hmm, interesting. So I kind of, like, left that on the table. Like, I had, like, a, a thing, but I kind of pushed it to the back of my mind because I also come from a very, very conservative Christian family. Um, and I knew that it would change my life very radically if I did accept my queerness. So I kind of like after that point, I think I was like, I was 19 at that time. And I just kind of pushed it to the back of my mind. And I was like, I'm going to just leave that there. Um, then I just, you know, kept, you know, like just being straight up until I think I was like 21. I left a relationship, not a relationship, but I was dating a dude at that point, and I remember I felt so disconnected from him, like, just kind of, like, on an emotional level, and I thought there was something wrong with me, um, in a lot of my life I had felt that way, that there was something wrong with me, um, and then I had a crush on this girl that, um, I followed on Instagram, that, and 
she revealed that she also had a crush on me. And I remember at this point, I was so scared. Like, I was so fucking scared. I was like, this is not okay, because that means that this could be something. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was, like, having an existential crisis. But then I just slowly, like, then I started talking to her. And I just slowly, like, just let it go, because I was like, it is what it is. And we started to really like each other. And then at that point, I accepted. Okay, I was like, okay, I'm I'm queer. Like, some form of queer. Um, and over time, I, like, accepted that part about myself more. Um, so that's kind of how I came to it. I never really came out to, like, people. Like, I've always kind of had... I I feel really lucky that I've always had, like, friends that were, like, gay or queer accepting or whatever. So I never really had to. I was just like, hey, guys, I talking to this girl now and they're like oh cool so I never like said like hey I'm gay to anybody really maybe my sister I did but she was like yeah bitch I knew that (laughs) everyone seemed to have known except for me (laughs) um so yeah and that was around 21 years old for me so yeah I kind of never really came out out but some family I told but others I just was like I think this girl's cute and they were like okay (laughs) so Yeah, that's kind of my story. Well, for me, I think, like I said earlier, I've known that I was attracted to, like, women and girls, like, almost from the time I was four years old. Um, So, I feel like my first gay experience also happened around that time as well. Um, my daycare, we were returning back to the facility from a field trip. And there was this girl that I was friends with at the time. She had fallen asleep on the bus. And so when it was time to get off of the bus to wake her up, I kissed her. And all of the teachers and paraprofessionals just stopped. Oh my God. They did not know how to react to that. I remember being told, oh, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. It's not good. But no one ever said why. So for me, it just translated into like these feelings of like shame and like internalized guilt because like I knew that I was this way, but I didn't know how to change it or fix it. So fast forward throughout school, this is like the early 2000s. We're starting to see more media representations of gay women, lesbians, being in relationships, having full and wonderful lives. And I began to think, well, think that could that be me? Could I have a life like that? So go through elementary school middle school um I had my best friend at the time she was a couple of years older than me and like when she got to high school she told me how like all of her friends from middle school it felt like started coming out as bisexual or like bi curious and so I didn't know what the term bisexual was at the moment or at that time so I looked it up like any teenager and I was like, okay, I like that. It feels like that fits. So I was about 12 years old and I was like calling myself bisexual. 
I didn't tell anybody, of course, at my middle school because I didn't think that they would understand and I was so afraid of being bullied. But, like, among my best friend and, like, the circle she ran in, it was well known. Fast forward to high school and I finally decide, okay, I'm just going to tell everybody and it's just going to be what it is. And it wasn't as much blowback as I thought would be. I mean, there were still definitely, like, people who fucked with me over it. But they were, like, few and far in between. Most people were just like, oh, okay, you're another one of those kids. (laughs) That's nice. But for me, like, being able to have the language to define what I was feeling really helped me to gain more confidence in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would joke with my mom and, you know, other family members, like, what if I was gay? And I remember my mom told me, um, this was probably when I was like eight or so. She was like, I mean, I'd still love you. You're still my kid. You're still my baby. So if you are, you are. And that kind of opened the door for me, you know, to just start getting comfortable with the idea in a sense but not like too too comfortable in it so my next question would be so when did you officially start dating as an out queer person um for me it was that that same year when i was 22 i wasted no time (laughs) Um, (laughs) I started going on dates with girls and um, oh lord I started getting real hurt by girls and um, that didn't discourage me I I just kept at it and here I am years later and basically it started off with just a few dates like we didn't really do anything and then and it wasn't until I was 24 that things got, you know, sexual. So it took me a long ass time. At least I felt like it was a long time. And what about you, Sid? Um when did you start dating and outwardly expressing your interest in women? Hmm, that's a good question. I yeah, for me it was also that year. I think like kind of like what I said before, my what pushed me into accepting my queerness was the fact that I found this girl that liked me and that I liked her back and I kind of had nowhere to hide. I could not run because if I did, um, I would lose out on this something that could be potentially good. So, um, yeah, it was when I was 21. Um, so newly came out and just started dating women off the bat and um it was it was a wild ride um i but i'm very thankful because i felt immediately like it was right like i felt immediately like okay this is what was the missing link my whole life feeling kind of like weird strange like not like i completely understand what like relationships or love or romantic things are supposed to be like but I felt much more settled once I started dating women. Didn't mean it didn't come with any drama, but it was 
it was, yeah, it was better. So it was like around 21. Okay, well, I remember starting a little bit early. So I would say probably around like my freshman year of high school. I was about 14 years old. Um, as like word was getting around my high school that like I was interested in girls. Um, some of my friends introduced me to this senior that just seemed so cool. Like she played sports. She was pretty well known throughout the school. So pretty popular and stuff. And, you know, of course, (laughs) (laughs) of course, (laughs) (laughs) and I was just so like in amazement of her. And when I found out that she liked me, it was just like, oh, my God, like. I'm a real gay now. (laughs) And (laughs) sadly enough, our relationship ended after a few weeks because she moved schools. But like that first crush to relationship was really like, wow, this is this is real. This is who I really am. And this is how I feel. Um, Ironically, though, like a couple of years later, I had this whole come to Jesus moment and got baptized, became a Christian. It it was a lot. Um, And so I feel like during that time period, my sexuality just kind of fell by the wayside. I just didn't want to do anything that I thought offended God. And, you know, in the church, the main thing that they teach you offends God is, of course, premarital sex let alone same-sex relations, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I feel like for at least, I would say five years from about the time I was about like, well, maybe not even five, so maybe like three or so from the time I was about 19 to 22, I didn't even really date anybody or like try to date anybody at all much less like women. Um, It wasn't until after I graduated, moved out of my mom's house, that I just began to like start exploring again and start like wanting to attempt to meet women. Um, Ironically enough, um, back to my coming out story, at that time, literally like a year or so being baptized, I just realized like, man, I like girls and I can't change this. <laughs> no matter what I do, no matter how much fasting, prayer, whatever, this is part of me and there isn't anything I can do about it. And I was probably about like 20 or 21 years old when I had that realization And I remember crying, just crying uncontrollably, thinking about how I'm going to lose my friends, how no one's going to want to be around me, especially like my friends I developed in the church, you know. And I remember I told my mom, I came to her, tears in my eyes, all dramatic. Mom, I have something to tell you. And she's like, what? Are you pregnant? I'm like, no. I'm gay. And 
This bitch said, oh, I knew that. You're just now figuring it out? (laughs) So, (laughs) apparently, the whole time I'm thinking I'm hiding something and keeping a part of my identity away from the world, apparently it was very, very obvious to the people who knew me the most. Who would have thought? So, now that we've all spoken about, you know, what's it like being late to the party? Do you feel like there are ways that you're still trying to catch up or still trying to get deeper into gayness? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I wanted to kind of have my first, like, lesbian experience and I um I got with this girl and I was so eager to try stuff I didn't even pay attention to the fact that I wasn't really into her like that which is an important set of information so I didn't I didn't listen to myself I didn't listen to my body I was just like you know this is an experience I should have this will like prove something you know and uh, it proved nothing proved absolutely nothing and it just proved that you cannot pressure yourself into anything in order to prove whatever about yourself so I was trying to catch up but I'm no longer trying to catch up I'm kind of just with the mentality that I need to make a connection with someone to even attempt anything so that requires a lot of patience and I'm just going to have to wait and not try to prove anything because that's not good for me, like, for my overall mental health. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I've, um... So, what about you, Sid? So, I no longer feel like um, I have ways that I need to catch up um, in queerness. Um, I feel like I did early on, um, similar to what Ems was saying earlier. Um, I felt like I needed, you know, I kind of felt late to the party cause I didn't have much experience like sexually. I remember, um, being embarrassed with one of the first girls I ever dated, um, kind of, and I even like lied. Like I said that I was with someone when I wasn't cause I was so ashamed and I had shame. So I kind of feel bad for my past self. Um, in some ways. Um, but now I kind of like hope that other people don't feel that way because a lot of people are late to the party because we live in this society that makes us feel all these fucked up ways about being queer when it's actually cool and normal to come to understand yourself at any point in time, because look at the material. Okay. It wasn't easy to get here. Okay. So (laughs) You can't just expect everyone to have all this experience. But, um, yeah, so I feel like I used to feel that way. And um, I didn't have my first sexual experience with a woman until I was 22. Um, And um, it wasn't good. (laughs) The first one fucking sucked. Um, And um, and then my next one was with my partner that I'm still with now. So. Still haven't had a lot of experience in. That's okay.
because that's life and it doesn't mean anything about your worth or my worth. And yeah, so. That's right. Mm hmm. Yep. Period. So yeah, I no longer feel like I have to catch up because whose expectations am I? Am I trying to fulfill? Nobody's except my own. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> well, um, for me, so I started experimenting with other girls when I was around like 14 or so. Um, I actually had like my first sexual experience um, with another girl around that time under some pretty crazy circumstances that I won't go into in this episode. Mm -hmm. But it was, it felt like a kind of culmination a bit of like ideas and fantasies that I'd had about it. I mean, I didn't expect it to happen under those circumstances, but like when it happened, it was just like, oh my God, like this feels good (laughs) I'm really in this for real (laughs) um so that was a good feeling um and the best friend I mentioned earlier we actually used to mess around a bit we call it practicing for our boyfriends but I mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know And ironically, like when I came out to my mom years later, she told me that she thought that that girl was my girlfriend. And I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Intuition was just spot on, wasn't it? (laughs) But I feel like those experiences Although they are part of my journey, they didn't equate to, like, once I'd finally um, named myself as gay and was out and open to everybody and officially started dating women, like, in my 20s. You know, it's something very... I'm not sure what would be the right word to describe it empowering almost to just be out being yourself and meeting people who are attracted to you just off of that um sex has definitely gotten better (laughs) but you know much like em mentioned earlier um that trying to do it for the sake of Mm -hmm. doing it instead of because this is something I really want to do with this person. Mm -hmm. I've had those moments too, you know, but we can't let things like that beat us up and tear us down. Mm -hmm. You know, these are experiences, these are moments and they don't need to define the rest of our journey. Yeah. Or who we are as people. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. So... I guess our final question will be, if you could go back to that person you were before you came out, what would you say to them? Um, I would basically say that 
things will start making sense soon. Um, and to just wait on it. Don't try to figure anything out. Because for me, I'm always, like, trying to, like, get ahead of everything. And I'm always trying to, like, know myself fully. But that's not natural. So I would just, I wouldn't tell my former self that I was gay. Because then I would obsess about it. And, like, <laughs> just overthink and ruin the whole thing ruin the whole surprise (laughs) (laughs) literally it had to be a surprise for it to you know for it to work with my brain Mm -hmm. and I would just say there's more to come you're gonna learn a lot about yourself and you're gonna be fine that's all I would say bravo Mm -hmm. bravo and what about you Sid um to my former self Prior to coming out, I would tell, I would tell her that it, um, your fear is justified um, because what you're doing, what is to come, is very scary, um, and you're gonna go through a lot, but it's gonna be so worth it. Um, and you know, don't limit yourself and don't be, don't stay stuck because of fear. You know, just. Just keep just keep moving through it, um, and just trust that it'll it'll all settle, it'll all settle together, and it'll all make sense. Because you know, as I know, my older self already knows, um, being yourself and like being true to yourself is like always going to be the most fulfilling thing. <laughs> There's nothing that will bring you happiness other than that. So, even though it's scary, just keep sticking with it and. Reach out to people that you love and you trust because they're there to help you and support you through that. You don't have to go through it alone. You don't have to be stuck in a prism of fear in your brain alone. You can tell people and you can talk and there are people who are safe um, and you know who they are. So you can confide in them. Yeah, that's what I tell them. I think I would tell myself, baby, you're gay. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I know it might be a little hard to accept, but this is who you are and there is nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing inherently wrong with how you feel. These are your feelings and this is your life and your experience. And in spite of the bullies, in spite of the messages in spite of the things that you're hearing and seeing about how you shouldn't love and accept yourself this way, you should. You have a lot of love to give and the world is desperately in need of it. So, live in your truth, baby. Yes. So this has been The Lilac Room with me, Allie. And um, and said, thank you for joining us. Bye, bitches. Bye.